Welcome to the Downhouse Podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. In this series, we'll be focusing on events at the school which bring the community together. We have, of course, just welcomed 118 new pupils and, of course, their parents to the community. Our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Sophie Hughes, housemistress of Darwin, and pupils Emily and Hannah, both in the Upper Sixth, about how these pupils are supported and encouraged to make friendships across the school. So we're here today with Hannah, with Emily and with Sophie Hughes as well. So hello, Sophie. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Simon. How are you? Uh, I'm very, very well indeed. Thank you. Very well. Just enjoying uh, the last bit of summer here. And we've got some fantastically good weather. Now, I'm dying to talk to you about what it's like being a housemistress, because I believe you're in Darwin. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Tell us a bit about Darwin, where it's situated in school and what it's actually like. Just describe it for people that have maybe never been to school before. I feel very honoured to be the housemistress of Darwin House. It is the furthest away from the main bit of school. So for me, it very much feels like you are walking home at the end of the school day. We are lucky enough to be situated on the edge of our lovely woodland. So we have a beautiful outlook um, and the sun sets right in front of the house, which is which is great. We are the home, um, one of three homes actually, to the girls who join us in year seven and year eight. And we have a mixture of both year groups in the house and each house has a housemistress and an assistant housemistress and a resident graduate assistant who live in the building. So lots of lovely support for the girls when they arrive. Now, I love the way you mentioned the word home at least three times there, which is a really good indicator as to how you treat the girls when they arrive at school. Tell us a bit about why you feel, I presume you do feel that that's an important thing, but tell us a bit about why you feel that. Absolutely. I think because it is home to us too. So the staff live on site. I personally live on site with my family. We have animals that live in the building. Um, so it's very much our home and we really hope to make it homely for the girls as well. We encourage them to decorate their dorms and to bring some home comforts. They might have a favourite teddy or a favourite blanket that they'd like to bring with them because during term time, it very much is their home. And why, why is it so important to have that support, especially for girls who are in, in the lower school? I think girls at that age when they've joined have normally not been in a boarding environment before. They've normally come from perhaps a day school or they've been home in the evenings. And it's really important to them to feel that they have their family around them, albeit a slightly different family, but a family made up of their friends, their peers um, and us to look after them because it's important that we all have somebody to look after us. Sophie, how long have you worked at school for then? I think this is the start of my fourth year. Okay. And where were you before? Were you, were you working in a, in a different school or did you come from outside the school world? No, I came from a different school. I used to work, I used to teach PE at the City of London Freeman School in Surrey. Okay. So tell me a bit about why was it you went into the wonderful world of education in the first place? I was lucky enough to grow up in a boarding school and both of my parents were house parents. Um, so they ran a boarding house and I grew up in the grounds and had the most wonderful childhood. I then went through boarding school and my, my father is a PE teacher. So um, I very much knew that sport and PE was something that I was always going to do. I went into PE teaching and then slowly but surely moved across into a more pastoral route. Got it. Okay. Now, you mentioned that there are animals in the house as well. Tell us a bit about those. Miss Scott Curley, who is my assistant housemistress, has a lovely black lab called Flossie. And we also have a very friendly beagle called Milo. Um, so the girls are very fond when they arrive. Certainly if they have pets at home, they very much enjoy 
um, a sneaky cuddle with a dog. Fantastic. And tell me what it's like when they do arrive. I mean, how long does it take for them to settle in and make friends and, and to meet Milo and Flossie and to, to just get excited about everything going on? I think they they tend to always arrive very excited and full of sort of excitable nerves. Um, every child is completely different in terms of how quickly they settle, how quickly they find their, their close friends. But it does always happen in time. And for some that happens immediately and for some that could take a couple of weeks until they're, they're certain about things. Um, but they are always super keen straight away to have a cuddle with Milo. Oh, that's great to hear. That really is. Well, we've got Hannah and Emily in the room here with us as well. So um, Hannah, let me just check. You're in Upper Sixth and you're in one of the upper houses, is, is upper school houses. Is that right? Uh, yes. So I was in one of the upper school houses for three years before moving into a sixth form house, but I'm still attached to that house. Okay, right. So so you're attached to that house. And which house is that then? Tedworth. Okay, so you're, you're head of Tedworth then. Tell us what that actually means. So that means that I come into the house um, regularly. I spend time with all the girls on uh, duty nights and we do activities with them. We put them to bed. We kind of are there to help the housemistress if they need it. I run house council and I represent Tedworth on school council so that I can kind of reflect what the house thinks about things in school. Right. OK, so lots to talk about in that. But first of all, just so that people who are listening to this understand sort of where you sit in school, you're in upper sixth, which means that you're sort of 17, 18. Is that the right age bracket for people in that year? Yeah. And then Tedworth being one of the upper school houses, how old are the, how old are the girls in, in that house? So they're 13 to 16. OK, right. So upper school is age 13 to 16 and then sixth form is 17 and 18. Got it. Okay, so tell us a bit more then about about what it means to be head of Tedworth. You, you mentioned about council and things like that. Yeah, so I run the house council, which has girls from every single year group within Tedworth um, on it. And we kind of discuss any topics that we think might be important to the house and the girls in the house. And then I take those ideas back to school council, which has all the other members of the other house councils on it as well so that we can discuss all of the ideas. And what kind of topics are, are important in the school community then? So we kind of discuss everything from code of conduct in the classroom to eco policies and that kind of thing. So it's a real range and kind of like how to help the community as well. Okay, right. So it's all kind of community based in that case. Now, I, I've seen in some schools, they tend to have these school councils and it, it almost feels like a bit of a token thing. I mean, I, I don't want to diminish what they do. But tell me a bit about how it looks in down. You know, if you have a, a school council there, then how much of an effect does that have on the different things that are being discussed on those different topics? I think it definitely has a lot of impact within the school. We have weekly meetings and the members go from 11 to all the way up to upper sixth. So there's a real broad range of people contributing. And then the ideas we discuss, they, we obviously there's a range of different things, but they're often always result in a new kind of say we discussed a policy about how to use Microsoft services in the classroom well and that's now come into play within all the classrooms this term. Oh I see and and how did that one come up just out of interest you know about how to use Microsoft services? I think well within Tedworth we uh, all discussed it some of the younger girls brought it up and I think they thought it was something that was really important balancing both technology and learning at the same time. Okay right got it got it. So in your opinion then, Hannah, why is it important in the school community for girls of different ages to mix in with each other instead of just talking to, to other girls in their own year group? Well, I think it's inevitable within school and after the school environment. 
that you're going to mix with people of different ages. And it's so important, whether that's sport or in future jobs, that you're going to be able to have skills to do that and not restrict yourself to certain groups of people. There are so many possible friendships that could occur across the age groups. And so it's so important to kind of prepare yourself for that and get to know new people that way as well. And then being head of Tedworth, which is one of the upper school houses, uh, to what extent are you able to involve some of the other upper sixth girls to help you with that work that you do with them? Well, I have two deputies who do most of the similar work to me and they come into house as well. So we spend a lot of time together being able to do that. And then in the year below us, um, there are prefects who have just left the house as well and they come in and do duty nights too so everyone kind of remains involved in the house after they've left it oh i love that i love that so there's, there's a good number of people involved and a bit like what mrs hughes was saying there's a good amount of support going on there as well then yeah exactly okay well hannah next to you is uh, is emily emily you're in the upper sixth as well and i believe you're head of lower school then is that right yes i am so the children in the lower school, how old are those girls? 11 to 13. 11 to 13. Okay, so they're in year seven or what you might call remove. Alice, year seven and year eight. So tell us then about what that means then to be head of lower school. I'm responsible for obviously all the younger girls in the school and welcoming them into the school um, when they're new. Um, I also am part of school council and hold lower school council once a week um, with girls from all three of the lower school houses and both remove and lower four. And then once a week on a Saturday, like Hannah, the girls in lower four come with me to school council where we, again, discuss different issues in the school or implementing new codes. And is this the same council that Hannah was just talking about or is this a different council? It's the same council. Okay, right. And then being head of lower school, I mean, how did you how, how did you acquire that role? Is this something you need to apply for or does, does someone ask you to do it? Yes. Yeah, so halfway through my lower sixth year, everyone had the opportunity to apply for different roles of responsibility, one of them being head of lower school. And you go through an application process, which includes an interview. OK, right. And what was that like going through that interview process? It was quite nerve wracking, actually, but also exciting because we were all quite excited to take on different roles of responsibility in the school after we've been here for almost seven years now. And one of the questions I was asking Hannah was about why she feels it's important for children of different ages to mix with with other children throughout the whole school community. I mean why do you feel that's important as well? I think it's really important because as older pupils who have been through all of the um, different experiences younger girls are going through, we're able to give advice to them, especially to do with coming to boarding school for the first time, lessons, making friends, that sort of thing. And do you remember what it was like when you were in year seven, year eight as well? Yes, I do. And I vividly remember, um, again, the heads of lower school and the lower school seniors coming into house um, a few times a week to speak to us, help us with work or just like... Um, do different activities in house with us like baking or in the summer we'd play outside like rounders or cricket. So so I guess then that with you having done this or you doing this right now this is going to be useful for you for when you leave down as well whenever you go on to do something else after you leave school. Yes it will be it's um, good experience being able to have like a leadership role um, and having a position of responsibility and have having everything that comes with that. Emily, it's been great hearing from you about that. We're just going to jump back to Mrs. Hughes for a moment. Sophie, one of the things Emily was just talking about was being in that position of, of remembering what it was like to be in year seven and year eight. Do you, do you think that it's better to have 
or easier for people who are age 17 and 18 to be in that position where they're looking after younger girls who are that kind of age, as opposed to, you know, adults who might be in their 40s or 50s when it was naturally a longer time ago? Absolutely. Great question. I think that it is really lovely from the girls who are joining us from their perspective to see somebody that they can still relate to that they have a, a slightly more natural interaction with, that they can feel sort of almost look up to like a big sister. Um, that's very much what we hope the the seniors that come down and visit us um, embody in their role. And they absolutely do. And the girls really enjoy having somebody to ask or that they can ask the questions that you probably can't ask a teacher, that you can find out all the bits that kind of give the nuance to a school and, and make, really make it tick. Now, one of the things I was going to ask was about house families and, and house suppers. Tell me a little bit about how that looks as well, would you? So in the lower school, that's slightly different. The girls arrive and they join one of three houses, Darwin, Hill or Hermitage. However, they are actually assigned to one of the five main sort of mother mixed age houses. So Tedworth, Ashalt, AGN, AGS or Holcomb. So even though they live with us in a boarding house, they actually compete and are part of the family of a mixed age boarding house. Um, so that, you know, naturally within my house, I've got girls from all of those five upper school houses. Um, so they naturally have sort of little internal families, but they're still very much part of the same house community. Um, and they will compete for their house drama, their house music, their internal lacrosse matches. So they will have kind of a little internal lower school family that they compete for. We often hear about how competition is is a really good thing, especially in a school environment. And we all remember what that feeling is like to win something. And of course, sadly, we all, we all remember there would have been times when all of us will have lost something as well. What's the, um, the attitude, the ethos, the culture like within school when girls don't win? Yeah, I, well, I'm, I think the focus is very much on doing your best and giving everything that you can Everyone will have strengths in life and it's really important that we use each other's strengths um, to benefit the entire group. And, you know, naturally there are times that your group is not victorious and, you know, part of life and part of learning for the future and being outward looking is kind of being able to deal with that and also being able to deal with the victory graciously. So if you tell me about the different things that actually happen, the different things that you do when the girls actually join then. Tell, tell us a bit more detail about that. So the process actually starts quite a while before the girls physically join us. So we try to make them feel as much as part of the community as we can from the moment they're signed up, really. So the summer before the girls arrive, they um, are written to. They also join us at school for um, an event we call New Girls Open Day. And that is an opportunity for the girls to come and see the school again. They take part in different activities. They spend a lot of time in the house meeting their future peer group and their future friends before they leave for their summer holidays. Now, when they come back, they the new girls actually arrive at school a day or so before the rest of the school community to really give them a chance to kind of find their way around, to unpack, to settle in and to have a couple of induction days to go through all the sort of necessary IT bits and where to find X, Y and Z. And that means they get a bit of a head start when school actually begins. Um, we have also recently had our first weekend of term where all of the girls in different sections and different houses take part in various team building days. So in the lower school, that looked like a day spent on school site, familiarising ourselves again. But we took part in laser tag in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we had um, a variety of team building events. So who can make the tallest tower, who can do, you know, 
different things. And then in the evening, we had a housecraft activity um, before our community chapel service. So we finished our first close weekend with our community chapel to bring everybody in the school together. Amazing. That sounds fantastic. That really does. And you referred there to closed weekend just for the sake of people listening who haven't heard that phrase before? So a closed weekend is something that happens normally at the very beginning and the very end of every term. And that is a weekend where the girls stay on school site. And normally at the beginning of term, they are events to bring the community together, to meet everybody, to do something fun. And at the end of term, they're very celebratory party style weekends. Got it. Okay. Thank you for that. And I imagine then that the girls arriving a day before the rest of the school community, you mentioned that they get a head start, but I also imagine then that it's it's an easier transition for them as well. Absolutely. It gives them an opportunity to find their feet a little bit, to ask lots of questions, to have a look around without any sort of interruption and distraction from everybody else being on school site. It's a, it's a real benefit. And the, the house that the girls end up in, is that the kind of thing that they get a choice in or are they just told which house they're going to be in? The girls are assigned their house. Okay, right. And if they have siblings, are they part of the same house or not? Most naturally, yes. Okay, all right. So tell us a bit more then about these team building days, because frankly, the, the the thought of coming along for laser tag sounds amazing. It really does. It was it was quite special. We had beautiful weather, which which didn't hurt. So um, the girls arrived at the sports hall in the morning and they were kitted out with the, the equipment that the company um, brought with them. And they were very excited. We went down into the woods. We've got glorious woodland here on site. And they spent a little bit of time in two teams having a bit of a competition, using the trees, um, hiding behind, um, lots of squeals, lots of giggles, lots of fun. And then we had a break for lunch and returned in the afternoon where they had, I think they were building the tallest tower. So they had sort of very collaborative efforts to try and work as a team and the girls were split into three completely random groups so there was a mixture of girls from my house Darwin from the other two houses Hill and Hermitage so not only opportunities to mingle and mix with the girls in your own house but to meet girls across your year group as well. Got it okay and Emily were you involved in that event then in that case? I was involved in initially welcoming the girls on their first day so I was in-house when they all arrived with their parents um, helping them take things upstairs, welcoming welcoming them. And then later on, I and the other lower school seniors had supper with them in the main dining room, um, which was really nice because it was um, in smaller groups and it gave us an opportunity to really talk to the girls and get to know them. Emily, this sounds really great for the girls who are in year seven and eight. And from Anna's point of view, great for the girls aged 13 to 16 as well. How do you make sure that it doesn't interfere with your studies though? Well, I just ensure that I set time aside for revision, for preps, and really have to work hard to manage my time. Um, and one thinking about which position of responsibility I wanted to take on, I really thought about how much time I had to give. And I realised that I was managing my work well and that I was able to give that time back to the community. Okay, you clearly thought that through then. That's perfect. And then Hannah, tell us a bit about what happens in the upper school then. So it's kind of a similar idea, but we have, when the girls join, uh, they're attached to a house family, which has a house grandparent, which is either myself or two of the deputies, and then girls in every single year below that, stretching all the way down to year seven. And we have these house suppers, which can be themed and they're really good fun. And you're on a table with a range of girls across those year groups. And so you can really get to know new people and they happen throughout the year so that um, you're always getting to know new people within the house. And then we also have lots of activities on the evening of the house suppers. So we'll play games and that just helps to get 
to know everyone better. Awesome. That sounds really good. And I imagine that like Emily, you have a way of balancing your time between your studies and, and this work that you're doing. Yeah, no, I'm pretty similar to Emily. And you kind of just have to work on balancing your time between your work and your duties effectively. But it's very rewarding. So it's worth it. That's good to hear. Hannah, what A-levels are you doing at the moment? I do history, English literature and politics. And Emily, which are you doing? I'm doing economics, politics and geography. So with those three A-levels, each of you, I'm sure you'll go far in life. I've got no doubts at all about that. I'm keeping an eye on time. We need to bring this to a close. But Emily, first of all, I just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you. Um, it was really nice speaking to you. Hannah, great talking to you as well. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. And Sophie, lastly, as housemistress of Darwin, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Simon. So that's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school's website, downhouse.net. And our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.